Well, good afternoon. Sorry, I was right in the middle of a sit there. Uh, good afternoon, Shades Valley Community Church, and uh, welcome to another episode of Midweek Musings. Uh, this week, I have been diving into the book of Esther, and I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I am fighting with the Bible. I'm so confused right now. I'm beating my head against this book. Uh, I'm diving into the book of Esther because that's where we're headed together as a church. We finished up the Gospel of John, and we're headed into Esther uh, beginning this Sunday. It's going to be a, a, a briefer series. It's going to be about six weeks. Uh, it's going to unfold a little bit quicker because Esther's only 10 chapters long, and it uh, it reads kind of like a play. It moves very quickly, and, and you really need to keep the whole perspective of the book together in order to get the sense of what's going on. So we're going to move through it a lot quicker and try and keep that uh, overarching picture in view. But I wanted to tell you a little bit of what I've been thinking about as I have been and, and, and wrestling with as I've been exploring this, uh, this book this week. Uh, one of the things that I think makes stories like Esther so difficult is that we have a high school version of our head. Uh, if you grew up uh, within a Christian setting, you know, the, these are stories that you've heard, but a lot of the stories that we hear growing up, they, we hear a sanitized version of them, right? Uh, you know, they've been made appropriate, if you will, for children. And, um, and we don't really get the full biblical picture. And what happens specifically with biblical characters, with people like Esther, when we kind of sanitize their stories is we make them look awesome and we shine them up really nice, and they become the heroes of the story. I remember as a kid, I actually had this series of books on tape. Uh, do you remember this? Anybody born like back in the you know, 80s or even 70s? I actually had records that were like this. It, it came with a book, and there would be, it, there would be like a, a narrator that would read it to you, and, uh, and there would be a chime when you were supposed to turn the page. Uh, I know that some of you have to remember that, but I had some of those on record. Uh, I had them on uh, cassette tape as well. For all of you millennials, you may not know what any of those things are. And that's, well, you know what vinyl is, you know, because it's cool hipster to collect vinyl. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Um, <laughs> but I had this series of books on tape that were called Heroes of the Kingdom. I can still remember the theme song, and no, I will not sing it for you right now. Uh, but each story was about someone like Moses or Joseph, David, Daniel, Jonah, Esther, uh, Ruth. And, and these were children's versions of these stories. And explicit in the title was that the, the title character was made to be the hero of the story. And unfortunately, um, this is not really how the Bible presents uh, any of the biblical characters. As a matter of fact, scripture again and again presents biblical characters to us as flawed, as human. It presents them honestly. They're complex. Their motivations for their actions are mixed uh, and sometimes not good at all. And, and again and again, it does this uh, partly to show us that no human being can be our savior. Uh, we need someone greater than Moses, someone greater than David, someone greater than Esther. We, we need a savior. We need Jesus Christ. And 
And so as I've been studying Esther, this, this story is a lot more complex than uh, I think I remember as a kid, where Esther was just this paragon of virtue and wisdom. She starts out much more complex than that, much more compromised by her culture than that. But I actually think that this is what makes her story more compelling and more powerful because I'm able to identify with, with Esther. I'm able to see ways in which I'm compromised by, by the culture that's around me. And, and Esther becomes not this static character that's just the same from beginning to end. She becomes this character that has, has an arc. She goes through a transformation. She, she does end up uh, doing some, some incredible things. Uh, putting her life on the line for the sake of her people, really foreshadowing and mirroring the gospel. Um, but but she's definitely flawed, and she's definitely human, and I'm excited for us to see that and to see this really complex story unfold because I think within it, we will see a mirror image of our own story, and that will ultimately teach us way more than if Esther were just this perfect picture of an ideal uh, follower of God that we want to try to be. There's a quote that my mentor, uh, Dr. Robert Smith Jr., he used to say this all the time. He's quoting somebody else. He's quoting uh, James Sanders. And the quote was this, uh, biblical characters are not primarily models for morality, but mirrors for identity. Biblical characters are not primarily models for morality, but mirrors for identity. In other words, the reason we're given the stories of people like Esther is not primarily so that we get this model and we go, oh, I need to be like that person. Sure, there are definitely examples from people's lives that are good things for us to mimic, you know, good things from Abraham's life, good things from, but that's not the primary point. They're not primarily models for morality. Um, if they were primarily models, there's a lot of stuff that they do that we shouldn't model. Uh, but, or shouldn't mimic, um, but they are primarily mirrors for identity. In other words, in these people within the page of scripture, we see ourselves, we see our own flaws, and we see God at work in their lives. We see God uh, using these normal people, interacting with them, uh, awakening them to him, changing them, transforming them. And that is what's going to make the story of Esther so beautiful is because God uses this, this woman uh, who was not perfect, who was living compromised within a Persian pagan culture, much like we live within a pagan culture. We're going to see a lot of similarities, actually, between uh, Persia's culture and ours. And, and I think that we'll begin to see through Esther that God still works through people as broken as us. And I think we'll see a beautiful story of gospel grace unfold. Anyway, that's what I wanted to talk about and share this morning. Just as you encounter, um, not this morning, this afternoon, as you encounter characters in scripture, don't look to them primarily as to be models, but they're mirrors in which we see ourselves, in which we see a better picture of God. The Bible is ultimately not about any of these characters. It's ultimately centered about, uh, centered on and about God about Christ and who he is. And through these characters, we see how he is related to us, how he still relates to us, how he still works through us. Um, so I hope 
that if you're in Birmingham and you're a uh, regular tender of shades, or maybe if you've never visited shades, and you don't have anywhere to, to go. You're not a part of a church family. Maybe you'll join us uh, this Sunday as we start into this uh, beautiful, beautiful, difficult book, sometimes confusing and baffling book. Uh, I just told you that God is the central character of all of scripture. God is never mentioned in the book of Esther. So yeah, come find out how he's still the central character. Uh, I'm excited about this journey and I hope that you will join us for it. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Midweek Musings. I hope that it was helpful as you think through how you read scripture and how you read specifically about characters within scripture. And we will do this again next week.